a lot of times, and, and I feel this personally, I don't necessarily want solutions per se. I just want somebody to hear me and understand what I'm going through. Because I think when you haven't shared, obviously sometimes you feel like you're the only one feeling that way. And to share it takes a lot of courage, but to be on the receiving end of that sort of information um, is a privilege, I think. And the fact- Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage. And in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. Hello, hello. Hello. It's another week and my neck hurts. It's unfortunate. It's, it is. got allergies, so I don't know if that makes you feel any better. You do too, so I guess not really. Oh, we were, yeah. I mean, I have, they haven't been bugging me though because the skeeters are out. Skeeters. I've got a mosquito bed on the bottom of my foot that's really bothering me. It's a rough one. That's a rough one. I don't have any on my feet, but they're, I don't know why they like welt up on me everywhere. Actually, yeah, that one's there. Looks like I just have a huge, like I have a huge head vein, but it's really a skeeter bite. It's true. That thing. It's gorgeous. If you're not Uh, listening, if you're not watching us on uh, YouTube, head on over to Level Up for Realtors and see Daniel's big wealth. Is this our new thing? We're going to open every episode with weird visuals. I don't remember what it was last week. Last week it was the the other your other party. Oh, the cut shaving. This yeah, still there, still there. Like like a disaster. You're doing this just for the podcast. It's on purpose. It's for it's for the podcast. It's for the YouTube viewership. It's true. Next week I'll I don't know I'll start the episode with a nosebleed. Oh, we gonna do that? I'll punch you in the face before we start. How about that? It's fun. The same thing happened again. I know if people are watching, they saw you were just laughing. But when you laugh, do you just silent laugh? Like you're I laughing now laugh. with no sound. I'm I'm very respectful of the podcast, and I I think a silent laugh might be better. Or maybe we need yes. like no, we I need like closed captioning to say Katie now ha, laughs. Ha, ha. I'll try to ha, be more. Ha. I'll try to be more out there with my laugh. Okay. It's, okay. it's it's kind of reinforcing what people think about our relationship that I make shitty jokes and you don't find them funny because to people listening at home, there's no sound when I make make a little, little humorous remark. A little quip. A qu- I was gonna say quip. That's weird. I know that you, you were. That's why I said. That's not it. even one of my words though. How do you know? It is. Say quip? You, I feel like I one of your words quip. is quip. Yes, it is. Quip. What's the other one? Um, I don't know. I don't feel like I've I've said quip ever. Is there, is there like a software that goes into the hundreds of episodes of this podcast to see if I've ever used the word quip before? There might be. There probably is something like that. To all you diehards out there who've been keeping word statistics on the on the uh, on the podcast, when have I said quip? I don't think I have. And for what you it's can, worth, if you, you can said it find an episode where Daniel says quip, other than this episode, and you send it to us, and it's true, you will. Be eligible to win a t-shirt, a level up t-shirt. So not eligible. We're going to send you one. First person to send us an episode with the word "quip" in it. Let's do it. 
All right, let's this, do this episode. This, this is where there's an onslaught of like every episode I've said it. People are like, you have to be specific. You got to give us the number or the title of the episode. No, no. Send us no. Send us the clip of the quip. The clip. Be... How are people going to send you the clip? Well, come on, man. I don't be like people are going to be full of it like i would totally send this as a practical joke to people if i'm like oh yeah episode 87 and minute 35 i'm going to be like digging through to find something that's not yeah, there yeah go to episode 87 go to minute 35 if it's not there lazy. then you don't get a t-shirt that's it i'm too lazy too you lazy. are lazy all yeah. right moving on moving right. on is that a song i don't know it I is now it <laughs> it's a weird one anyway so this week, um, I guess anything we do can segue into anything we talk about. So I won't even make reference to the segue that isn't there. But we are talking about, uh, what's the best way to put this? The importance of, well, it's not even the importance. What do you, what do you want to call it? How to ask for help. How to get support. Is that oh, what we're really? talking that's, about? That's not what I thought we were talking about. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. part of it. I think this is more just about like how important it is to have a support system. The importance of a support system. Yeah. Being one and having one. Like why going it alone is not your best bet in virtually every instance of everything. I think a couple of things are better alone. In your whole life. But specifically for real estate agents today. That's right. Yes. That's right. You should be co-listing everything. All right. Well, where should we start? Should we start with family, friends, colleagues? Well, I, in general, just, I, I mean, I like starting with big picture ideas. I'm a big picture guy like that. You are. You're not a listy guy. That's for sure. All right. So no, let's, well, you, let's, you were, let's you were going right picture. into a list. You, you set the tone. No, no, no. You set the tone because obviously my idea of what this podcast is going to be is different than yours. So I want to kind of you know, set you know the you're tone. Doing right now? You what? Know what you're doing right now? You're what supporting me. You're supporting me. I am supporting me. you. That's right. Thank you. For so that. here's me supporting you. Go. Okay. Well, th this is this is it. Okay. Let, let's come at it from the reason that this even came to mind, despite the fact that almost everything we're talking about falls into this in one way or another, is we are this week um, doing the Sunrise Challenge for CAMH, which is the Center for Addiction and Mental Health. If you're not in the greater Toronto area, great organization. Um, and every day we've been getting together as a group, many of our team waking up with the sun and talking through stuff. And this is the third year we're doing it. Fourth year, third year, fourth year, third, yeah. third. We've yeah. done it for a few years. Mm -hmm. Um, and somehow it still blows my mind that even though it's a slightly different group of people, cause the team's growing, there's still some of the same faces that are there. Every day without fail, like we're not going for tear jerky conversations necessarily, but the amount people have opened up to each other and we've gotten to know each other and have reinforced the importance of a support system beyond just the big topics we're talking about, that really, like we did it again this morning, that really opened my eyes further to how important it is to have people, just to have your people, whoever they are, doesn't have to be the same group all the time, but to know that there's people you can talk to, know there's people you can depend on. Um, none of us is a shrink. None of us is solving anybody's problems in this particular respect, right? But 
if I'm going to overall 10,000 foot this issue in a more serious light, it's not all about, you know, problems people are having personally or with mental health or things like that. And even our discussion isn't either with the team, but people need people. Yeah. People who and need people are the luckiest people. What's the end of that? And it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think also you, you had touched on that. We're not solving problems, even in the conversations we're having this morning, or I think also people that want to be heard and want to share something that's that they're struggling with a lot of times. And, and I feel this personally, I don't necessarily want solutions per se. I just want somebody to hear me and understand what I'm going through. Because I think when you haven't shared, obviously sometimes you feel like you're the only one feeling that way. And to share it takes a lot of courage, but to be on the receiving end of that sort of information um, is a privilege, I think. And the fact that our team has been so open about sharing these vulnerable things in their lives, um, including us, I think it, it's a testament to how much we trust each other and and respect that we listen um, and and just hear what people are saying and are there for each other. Because um, I think the second step is obviously coming up with solutions and, and you'll get there personally in, in your own time. But the first step is really that sharing part. And when we're talking about help that we need, um, I think just knowing that we've had the chance to share that we need help um, is, is really a, a, the most important step in my mind. Yeah. Well, there's, it's funny that this is such a simple concept to understand, but it's also so applicable to so many things. And because of that, there are a lot of moving parts that go beyond simply you need people, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. you can come at it from the other side too, which what you just said, I think in one way or another touches on almost every single point I'd want to make. One of them is also the importance of being a listener, mm -hmm. right? Like a support system is comprised of more than just the support, or it's comprised of more than just the person who's looking for support, right? In order to kind of complete that circuit, you need to be willing to open up or someone needs to be willing to open up and someone needs to be willing and eager to listen. Um, this is something that you and I, I feel like this is a conversation we had years ago and probably should be, this will be the rehashing of the conversation now. But like, I'm the kind of person who always feels like if someone's telling me there's a problem, they're asking for the solution. Mm. They want the answer. And like you said, that's not always the case. Like in your case, that's not always the case. Historically, like you've told me whenever it was the same thing you just said. Like sometimes people just want somebody to listen, somebody to vent to, maybe mm. somebody to identify with it, maybe share the frustration. But all those things are not the same as give me the answer, right? Even if I have the answer or a answer, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so sometimes being a support system is just like the ear that people feel they don't have or the understanding they need, like you said, that they're not alone yeah. 
and the not alone is not just the I'm not with this problem on my own, but sometimes it's the I'm not the only one who has this sort of an issue. Yeah. Right? That's a slippery slope though, too. Because there's people out there yeah. who don't want the response to be, oh yeah, I deal with that yeah, also. Yeah, yeah. You sometimes don't want to be you don't want a one upper. That's annoying. That's true. You don't want a one upper. Um, like when for someone sure. says, Oh, you've got mosquito bites. Well, mine's on my foot. You know? How about just how about just acknowledging yeah, I've got welts all over my body and it's frustrating, okay? Instead of telling me your foot mosquito. No, but that's it. true. But I think people do it do that with the best of intentions. They want to show that they can connect with that person, but being on the receiving end of that and just think to yourself like there's probably a situation where you were on the receiving end of that and it really doesn't make you feel that great, you know? Like yeah. You know, I'm busy. Oh, you're busy. Well, yeah, like I'm I'm also busy or I, you know, I don't have any time in a day, like whatever it is. And that's perfect and that's a very example. minor thing. That's a that is the thing. perfect example, though, of where I bite my tongue, knowingly and consciously bite my tongue. When people are upset about being busy, I try my hardest to acknowledge, first of all, that they don't give a shit whether I'm busy or not. That's not why they're saying it. And second of all, people don't open up everything all the time to you. When people give you an isolated issue, yeah. and this is something we've learned this week and we learn the more we get to know people, all the other things they're not telling you are compounding in the back of their heads in their lives as well, right? So if you think you know, you don't know. And the only way you can find out or at least be what they're looking for is just to listen and acknowledge it and learn more and ask questions. If someone doesn't want to answer questions, part of being a support system is respecting that, mm -hmm. right? But it's about, at worst, it being a two-way street, not making somebody else's issues about you. And we are, by nature, self-interested. Like, not in a bad way. We're all worried about ourselves. That's how we live our lives. It doesn't mean we're all selfish, but we think about ourselves, it's easier to relate things to our own lives, because that's how we make sense of things. But that's not the same as when someone says, I cut my finger, it hurts like hell, that the immediate response should be, oh, yeah, I, I sliced my wrist yesterday. Look at that, right? It yeah. still kind of hurts, right? Like, take a step back, and just be the ear people are looking for because it takes a lot of courage. And this isn't always big issues. Like we're kind of talking about like bigger emotional things, but in whatever it is, it takes courage for people to do and say a lot of things. And when they don't get greeted with just acknowledgement and listening and understanding, it's very likely that will cause them to curl back up in the future or think twice before they open up next time, which is not what you want. And that's not yeah. what a support system is. Yeah. And I'd like to sidetrack this slightly with, with relationships, I think in general, like as a partner, um, if you're married no. or if you're no, no, no. But I think traditionally women take on more when it comes to the household and kids and organizing and dinners and cleaning and all that stuff. I'm not, not to say that men don't. Um, I, but I think it's, I don't have to say natural, but I, I just think it's something that we just end up taking on by no fault of the other person. It's just, 
it's one innate. Of those it's a cultural, norm, not cultural. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's a man, woman type thing. I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but anyway, I'm not even going to add on to that. Cause then I'm just kind of being what a man is and trying to mansplain no, over but your thing. I've had so many conversations and, and this is something that, you know, we've talked about many times as well, but I feel like a lot of times women don't realize that they can talk to their partner slash spouse about where they're feeling like they need support in the household stuff, because we're all trying to build our careers. And just because you're a woman doesn't mean that you shouldn't be afforded the same time and support to do that. And I think we fall into this trap of trying to do all of it and it burns us out and it makes us resentful and I just want to share that, you know, sometimes, you know, there's some situations where we aren't as lucky in our relationships that we have somebody that will listen and will try to pick up the slack and, and help us like you do and, and like try to do it as a team. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. Um, and I want to recognize that there, there are, there are women. <laughs> I, I want to recognize that not every relationship is like this. So um, it, it, it might not be as easy as I make it out to be. So I definitely appreciate that everybody has their own situation and relationships, but for the women or, you know, partners that do take on more of the slack and they're lucky enough to have a partner that wants to support them and wants to be that helping hand, you just have to ask and you have to have the conversation, um, because you can't expect the other person to know how you're feeling and to know what you're taking on. Like, I think you, you don't see as much as I do what is needed around the house or what should be done or that, you know, just, just different things. But if you're told, or if you're asked for help, you're more than willing to step up. And I think, you know, we have to stop treating men in general as useless when it comes to things around the house or help or support, because you just need to ask. And a lot, of, and a lot of times they, you'll do it, but we've got to, and, and the other thing, sorry, I know you want to jump in here. The other thing that I've learned over, especially recently, um, is that I can't expect you to do the same, to do a task the same way I do. And I've got to get over you know, certain standards I have or certain ways that you do things. And I, and I still have trouble not trying, not like micromanaging how you do things. And I, I, I appreciate that that can be really annoying, but I've got to get over, careful. you know, when I ask you, can you help do the laundry or do the dishes? It's not going to be the same way that I do it, but the fact is that you're helping and you're getting it done. And at the end of the day, that's what matters the most as opposed to the way you do it. I like the men out there. This is a 50, 50 audience. Those who are saying, yeah, exactly. And those who are saying, no, don't tell them to ask me questions. <laughs> I'm good with sort of this. Oh, I'm good with not doing norm. anything around the house. Don't unlock the key, which is just asking me. Yeah, But this goes beyond, I mean, I don't know that it's a male-female thing for other stuff, but there's so many things, even just between the two of us, that are like that. Like, we've had conversation. It's a constant conversation. Like, we talked today about work stuff that I would have done differently if I did it. Mm -hmm. Like, things that we did yesterday. 
that we did because it's the same thing. I acknowledge not that it's not that my way is right or better. It's just what I'm comfortable and expect. However, when you're a team and when you're working towards a common goal, it makes the conversation a lot easier, right? So maybe that's part of it, you know, to all you ladies who are like, my husband will never go for this. Like, this is just the way it is. And maybe it is an uncomfortable conversation, but maybe starting with outcomes rather than coming at it from a, an accusatory or a, yeah. Like you never what, do this. Yeah. Right. And, and I don't think, I don't think that's how our conversations have ever gone. Like I, I've tried, I mean, I go overboard in my dumbness in just saying what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll ask, and I know there's people out there who don't, and you do the same thing with me with other stuff, right? Like, what do we need to do? But it's because there's a finish line of whatever productivity or getting through the day or dinner needs to be made every day. So how are we going to address this? And the more that as a team, just like in business, just like everywhere else, you understand what you're trying to get to the easier it is to contextualize what it is you're asking each other to do or how you're laying out the tasks. Right. So yeah, that was yeah. a fine sidebar. Well, yeah, it just, I think, especially women in, in real estate, like you, you do need that help and support at home because you're not going to be home, you know, all the time. You've got clients that are likely asking you to go out on evenings and weekends. And so you need a support system and, Shout out to all those single parents out there that don't necessarily have a full-time support system that they have access to because that's damn hard. Um, so if you don't have that, hopefully, you know, friends, family, it, it's a community effort. Um, so just try to be a bit vulnerable and let whoever it is know in your life that you do need help and what that help looks like. There's nothing worse than somebody telling you, I need help, but you have no idea what they need help with. And you try to help them and it's not the type of help that they want. And I understand that I probably do that to you all the time. So what does help look like for you? I think is the first question you should be asking yourself and define the answer. And then that's when you can go out and let people know or have the support that you need to get the help that you need. And again, there's two sides to this too, which is if you're the person receiving the ask, make sure you understand. And if you don't clarify, right? Because the same way that if somebody doesn't give you support the way you want in a listening or whatever context, if it doesn't work the way you pictured it or wanted it, you're less likely to ask for it or do it the next time. And it creates a negative situation versus the positive situation it creates when you do things the right way and everybody's on board with it. Um, and, and I mean, that's another trap, you know, men get into or men do maybe deliberately where they do a shitty job knowing they're never going to be asked again. Mm, yeah. Right. Well, that's um, the thing you have to define it. And it's even if you have an assistant with work you're, you're working with, um, okay. you have to be very like the more specific you are in terms of what the help is that you need, 
the better the result and the less disappointment you're going to have at the end of the day. If you tell somebody just to go out and create you a, a listing presentation or whatever it might be, and they come back with something that you don't like, well, did you give them direction? Did you give them a defined like set of expectations? Um, it goes in, in, in any relationship. And okay. So this goes to the, the overall concept here is obviously communication period. Right. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know what you need, right? Like let's get over cleaning houses for a minute. I think we've beaten my, my half-assed man role to death. So if we just get back to helpless by definition is sometimes you don't even know what you need help with. You're just yeah. in a bad place mm -hmm. or you're just like, you're just lost. And that doesn't mean you're not in a position to get support, right? It's the opposite. And it doesn't mean if you know someone who is in that place, you can't help them. Even though the word is helpless, like it's because they actually need it. Right. So again, this is about people who are stuck in their head and stuck in a rut are probably most in need of having somebody to talk it through with or to listen or to help sometimes suggest, ask questions, whatever it is. This is why people go to therapy. Right. But like we can all be therapists for each other. We should be like, that's life. That's what makes relationships good or bad, right? And that's why communication is so important. So just because you feel like you don't know what's wrong, all the more reason to search out a support system and to search for somebody who's going to listen and talk to you or many people or a team, um, colleagues, family, friends, whatever. Even a um, coach, like hiring a coach is a big, big one coach. that can be really yeah. helpful for your career or your life. Well, that's it. And, and that's, that's another thing too, is it's not always the answer to go to the people who are closest to you. Yeah. Sometimes you need a fresh perspective from someone who can look at it and give you hard truths that other people are afraid to give you. It doesn't mean they're not supportive, but mm -hmm. support to a lot of people is telling people what they want to hear. I'm going to be supportive of you. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, you are asthmatic, but you're going to climb Mount Everest. And everyone's telling you not to, but I'm going to support you, hmm. right? And that's not me saying if you're asthmatic, don't do that. But I don't know. It's the first example that came to my head. But, you know. Really random so, example. <laughs> I don't know. But or, or like whatever it is, you know, I'm going to skydive without a parachute. Yeah. And like you want to do it. So support doesn't mean saying you go do that, right? Support sometimes means taking a step back on behalf of the person who's not seeing the whole picture, mm -hmm. right? And that is a different angle of this because that's sometimes being supportive is telling people the things they don't want to hear. So to them, it doesn't feel like the support they wanted, but it is the support they need. And that's where trust and real friends and real people who care about you come into play. Or sometimes if you're bringing in a third party, like it, again, I, I feel like this doesn't have to keep going to like these big, heavy issues. Like oh. life is all about support for everything. And can I pivot or were you about to jump pivot into away? Support is also for the good things. I think we need to realize it's not all about getting people through tough times or, or finishing the stuff that's not finishable or whatever. It's also 
having the people around you to celebrate your wins as well. Like, why do we do what we do? We're trying to achieve goals. We're trying to have happy times, whatever it is. How much better is it when you've got people to share that with, right? Mm -hmm. The same way as it's how much better is it when you've got people to share your bad stuff with, but this is why you need people. And this is why when you recognize how important that is to you as someone who needs that, hopefully it helps you recognize how important it is to other people to have you or people like you to be that person for them. And that's why, you know, I think in real estate teams are such an important aspect of, of a lot of people's businesses, um, because it's nice to have those times where when some, when you get a win, it's easy to celebrate with those people. Um, and, and they kind of gather around you. And I think even though we're not an official team with our brokerage, um, we kind of operate like that in the sense that we're constantly cheering each other on being there for each other when we need them, when, when you need them, that kind of thing. So it's, it really helps. And before we started this brokerage, I remember being at other places and it just felt like you were on your own and not able to really share in the disappointments and then also in the wins. So it's really, it's, it's important. And I think I remember like a couple of years ago, that was my word for the year was celebrate. Um, and I still don't celebrate more enough, more or celebrate as much as I should. But I do find that that aspect is really lost a lot of times on people. You hit this milestone that you've been working so hard and it's amazing how quickly you move on to something else. Like it's not even like, okay, whatever I've moved, you know, now I need, now I need to do even better. So it's well, we need time to, to celebrate back. Like, why yeah. are we doing what we're doing yeah, exactly. in work and play, whatever mm -hmm. what's missing out it's just things are such a rush. This world is such a rush. Things are so fast. There's always the FOMO of everything. But like, here's the paradox of FOMO that I just came up with. And I probably forgot it as I was thinking about how clever it was. But the whole idea of the fear of missing out is what you're missing out on. But by rushing to things and by making sure you don't miss anything, how much are you actually missing that you should be paying attention to? Whoa, like amazing. Simultaneous so head blow. Cool. So the fear of missing out could perhaps be the ultimate symptom of missing out itself. Wow. You need like a quote, you need like your face with I'll an overlay of text. What's going to be the t-shirt you get if you find that quip? thing it's not even going to be a level up t-shirt it's going to be my face, face with, a with a fomo quote on it now no one's looking i take it back anyway uh, it's there's just like we said at the beginning this is an all-encompassing topic it's something you need to be self-aware of about whether you have been adequately seeking asking for and getting support and also how good a support system have you been? And I'm going to take a step away from what we said we don't do and wouldn't do. But when it comes to the whole busy thing, we're pretty busy. We are. Like, this isn't me being a complainer. I actually enjoy being busy. I think you do too. Mm -hmm. Almost to our detriment. Lots of things going. Children, family, boards, company, whatever. All these things. But it's not made harder by taking the time to support other people 
and to ask for support. That is the reason it works. And I think the earlier and more often that you and I have come to terms with the fact that supporting each other and supporting our team and asking for support of others happens, the easier the things around us get. And it's still, the struggle is real. I think both of us still do not ask for nearly the amount of help we need, not not just from yeah. each other. Well, I mean, this is coming from people that like to hold on and, and don't necessarily, we, I mean, we're, we're the type of people that feel like we could probably do it better than giving it to somebody else to do, which is a, a big... yelled at me about that a couple of days ago, telling me I'm a bloody control freak. Ooh. And I, I, I won't say who it was, but so, oh. somebody, somebody told you that. Yeah. And, and it wasn't even a negative way. It was in a, it was in an advisory way. Like you've got to let go of yeah. being a control freak and just let things happen because it's not going to be done the way you well, picture it all the time. Yeah. And not necessarily just let things happen, but you, you will get to a point in your career if you've built it up to a strong um, business where you will need support and you have to shift over to more of a leadership position. And number one, find somebody that can support you in the right ways. And number two, give them feedback and help them help you. Because if you're just going to throw things at them and get constantly disappointed because it's not the way you expect it to be, that's on you and not on them. So it, it does. And and some people just aren't good at it. And it's something like we've learned over the years that, you know, you have to let people know what it is that you're looking for and give the feedback. The feedback is so valuable. Don't think, take it as a negative. Like you need to take that valuable information. Um, and that will help support that person. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's the only way to get better as a person, as a system, as a business, whatever right? Yeah. Like we're comfortable teaching our kids, telling our kids things, letting them find their way and kind mm-hmm. of appreciating that stuff. But at the same time, like you can't expect somebody to know and do what you're expecting when you're not telling them. So exactly. yeah, I, I mean, that that is something that I think it's that whole concept of like, there's only so much capacity and like something goes in, something's got to come out. And as we take on more and more things, personally and professionally, we need to understand that in order to effectively take on more things, we Hmm. need to let more things go or we need to find mechanisms and support to get those things done because otherwise it's just burnout. And nobody wants that. That just- Somehow we've avoided burnout. You just get- Skeeter bites. Knock on all the wood. Knock on all the wood. All the wood. Everybody knock on wood. Planks of wood behind you. There's all kinds of wood you can knock on back there. It's true. I don't have much wood in here. Got a wood table. All right. Well, we hope that was helpful. I know. I feel like, I mean, we're going to have to come up with a title for this because I feel like we didn't really touch on, not touch on, we kind of. I think we should call this You Need Help. And here's how. Here's it. Well, that's like a subtitle. I'm controlling you, need help. you right now. Yeah, I like that title. Okay, we'll go with that. Help. You need somebody. You need somebody. I didn't want to go higher. And if you need help in your business, reach out to us. We'd love to chat. Call us, guys. Like everybody. We like talking to people. You know what I want? I want Tell me a, what you want. What, what I really, you really, really, really want. want? 
<laughs> I think it would, I mean, maybe nobody calls, but I've heard on a few podcasts, people oh, like, like not a call in, well, a call in show would be cool too. Be awesome. I'd love but a call in show. Just a phone line where people can leave messages for us um, and ask and tell, yeah, just tell us what you want. Hey, well, let's let's announce we're gonna do an ask us any we've done ask us anything sessions in the past not with this podcast let's just do an ask us anything call to arms everybody who's listening i mean right now i don't have a phone number handy i'm not giving you my cell phone sorry but in the meantime post on the comments whatever questions but we will maybe a month from now assuming mm -hmm. people ask us anything we'll do a whole episode just as like a like a dear abby kind of a thing about anything, anything you've heard. We're probably closing in on like 200 episodes right now. There's something in there. Little quips, quips. Tips and tricks. But yeah, I would I would love to interact more. We don't just want to talk at everybody. Yeah, that's true. We do have a, a few good uh, interviews lined up though with others. So yes. it's not just don't, the don't two of us. Don't tease it yet. Don't tease it yet in case they cancel Why? on us. Who's going to cancel, cancel on us? We got two good people, two solid people. Calendar invites are in. We might delay or something, but well, we won't delay, but you know, they're good. Anywho, thanks for listening, everyone. Appreciate your time. And we will see you next week. So whiny. What happened to your voice there? I know. I noticed Appreciate that too. Your Appreciate your time. Thanks for listening. Okay. Let's say that again. Thanks for listening, everyone. That was we really better. appreciate all of your support. We do. And we'll we really see do. you again next week. Please continue to follow, share, subscribe, and everything else. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye.